Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Rangers Review Morning Briefing for Thursday, the 24th of November. I'm Derek Clark, and I'm joined this morning by Joshua Barry, live from Rangers Review HQ. How's it going, Joshua? It's going good, Derek. Yeah, good to be with you. Um, hopefully the Wi-Fi holds up in HQ, unlike the other day, but it has been a bit better. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Fingers crossed that we don't have encountered any issues with regards to the broadcast quality. People are tuning in to talk all things Rangers, um, and there's lots to talk about. Michael Beal edging closer to uh, a Rangers return. We'll talk about that shortly, folks. Uh, just a reminder, though, we've got that Black Friday offer on just now. It launched on Monday. The take-up has been absolutely fantastic. You get six months of content on the website for a solitary pound. It is an absolutely sensational uh, offer we've got on just now. Just head over to rangersreview.co.uk forward slash subscribe for all the details. You're getting plenty of content on there. Lots to do with the Rangers managerial hunt. Uh, and we'll talk about that uh, now, Joshua. The, the, um, yes. Let's discuss that. Uh, news last night emerged that Michael Beale was on the brink of an Ibrox uh, return. Uh, Chris Jack uh, wrote the piece um, uh, and uh, he said that uh, the former Ibrox coach emerged as a leading candidate to land a top job earlier this week. Uh, and the Herald in Time Sport understands Bill is now on the brink of completing a move back to Glasgow. Uh, of course, he was part of Stephen Gerrard's backroom staff that won the historic 55th Premiership title two seasons ago and then followed uh, Gerard down to Aston Villa before being appointed as his own man at QPR in the summer. He had a great start to life at Loftus Road. Uh, it led to a job offer from Wolves in the Premier League, but he decided to stick around. Uh, has uh, encountered a bit of a, a turbulent uh, last few matches. Uh, only one win, uh, fight winless in five, I think it is, if I'm not mistaken. Um, the team have, have slipped down the table somewhat. However, um, there was that emotional tie, of course. Rangers looking for a new manager after dismissing Giovanni van Bronckhorst. And I think from the off, Joshua, he was the one name that was up there as the favourite. And it now looks like he is going to be the 18th manager uh, of Rangers. Um, what's your what's your views to that one? Yeah, well, as you say, looks like he's now uh, the front runner, Derek. Um, we've obviously spoken the last few days about how there hasn't been a, a clear, obvious favourite in the way that Van Bronckhorst seemed to unite uh, a lot of people last year uh, around this time. I think, Bill, you've, you've almost got to take the conversation in two separate, um, in, in two separate parts because the job he's done at QPR has been really good. I know they lost five games on the bounce, um, but with the resources no, he's working win, with... Winless in five, Joshua. Winless, uh, winless yeah, in five. They, I think there's a couple of draws in there, but the, yeah, they're winless in five. Winless in five, but that run came after, obviously, the Wolves. Uh, he turned down the Wolves job, but the resources that QPR have, I think, comparatively to the rest of the championship, what he, he's done with them, the, the, the attention he attracted from the Premier League, was there for a reason, you know, Beale's reputation was so high as a coach in, in Scotland, again, for a reason. Um, everyone's heard all the superlatives about what he's like on the training pitch. Everyone knows about the responsibility he was given by Stephen Gerrard. So I don't think there's any question that, you know, if Michael Beale is Rangers' next manager, which is looking increasingly likely, that he'll be able to improve them domestically, that he'll make them into a well-coached team who can play um, entertaining football to watch. But there is obviously the other side to it, which is if he didn't have those Rangers connections, would he be in, in the reckoning? He's only managed 
what just over twenty games as, as a first team manager. Is he ready? Yeah. Um, so, so there's the, you know there's there's a lot of things I think to take into consideration here, and it's been interesting to to see the reaction because I think you have some people that are fully on board the Beal train. Obviously, he was very, very popular when he was here under Stephen Gerrard. I think there's other people that will justifiably say, is it the best that, that Rangers can get? And I wrote a newsletter yesterday saying that Rangers, they can't narrow down who can be the next Rangers manager. They can't limit it based on having to have a certain connection. In my opinion, it's all about who opinions who people think should be the, the next manager, whether they think it needs to be someone with ties to the club, whether they think it needs to be someone who... Um, has connections with with Scottish football. What you would say about Beal is he knows what it's like to go to all these these grounds and pick up points. He knows how to break teams down in the Scottish Premiership. The, the football that Rangers produced in that season over the course of it um, was fantastic, and that that shouldn't be forgotten. I think people would take that back in a heartbeat. But there's always the risk: is the step in trying to take a step forward? Is it wise to go back into the past? Is this an opportunity to take a break? From the last four years, um, and they aren't, you know, taking taking the opportunity to do so, particularly when so many of these players will, will be out of contract next summer. So it, it's fascinating if it is going to be built because of you know the context of the season and just this time last year he was leaving, um, as you say, with Gerard to go down south. But at the moment, uh, as you say, Derek, according to reports, it does look likely that he is the front runner. Yes, um, lots of comments come in. We'll get to a good few of them, uh, folks. It, it's fair to say it's not a unanimous uh, decision. Um, that, yeah. As with every managerial appointment, um, there is pros and cons. Uh, Colin Meakin says it's a shocking, lazy decision. Um, he's not on board the, the Beale train. Um, other uh, points coming in as well. Um, Andrew Webster says, do we know if they spoke to anyone else? I believe that they have done, uh, Andrew. I'm led to believe uh, Stuart Robertson and Ross Wilson were down in London. Uh, and that, that's where they interviewed Giovanni Van Bronckhorst before he was appointed as Rangers manager. I know names linked uh, were the likes of Sean Dyche, who's looking for work after being uh, dismissed by Burnley last season. Uh, other names included the, the, the Swiss coach, um, and you did a, a bit of a, a tactical analysis on him, Joshua uh, Gerardo. Uh, Seoani, I think that's how you pronounce his name. He is certainly one that uh, pricked the ears up, I've got to say. Um, good track record with young boys in Switzerland. And then Bayer Leverkusen last season, done terrifically well. Um, may, may consider himself unlucky to have been dismissed by them after a, a recent run of, of poor results. Um, but there is uh, real quality coaches out there, isn't it? If Michael Beale is the man, um, then it just shows you that the, the Rangers board really rate them really highly because there is some uh, good candidates out there. Yeah, and uh, as you said, Derek, we don't know if they've spoken to, I think it's Sione, um, but he was yeah. one of the names that was quite high on a lot of the book rate, uh, bookmakers' lists. So one of the things that we like to do on the website is take a bit of a look at these types of managers and, and give a bit of context adds to what their background is. He had a really impressive record in, in Switzerland. Uh, I think won three successive titles left the, the Swiss league with the highest ever average point total um 2.3 per match uh, so won a lot of games and then went and took Bayer Leverkusen to third was sacked this season after a poor start but someone I watched the, just a bit of his teams yesterday um obviously a really um, impressive coach to go into a top five league after kind of dominating domestically tick those types of boxes um but as I say that that could just be be rumors the fact that he's out of contract and obviously he um he followed Rangers on Instagram, which in this day and age, Derek, is 
um, is, is obviously, of course, seen, seen as a big indicator, even though it's probably not. The, the, just to go back on the, the conversation of experience um, that Beal has, because I think it's an interesting uh, topic. You know, when, when Gerard came into Rangers, he didn't have any first team experience of, of management. Um, he'd worked with the Liverpool under 18s. We know that for a while. He'd spent a lot of time trying to build his backroom team. Um, and although Beal hasn't been the manager, he has, I guess, worked in these first team environments for a long time and he has had more responsibility than most first team coaches would have had now there is a lot more to it than um than, than being a first team coach you know it's, yeah. i think it's easy to almost be a first team coach not easy but it's easier because you can be the popular guy when it's going well when things are going badly it's a manager that, that takes the responsibility and takes the flack but what i'm trying to say is it's not as if if Beale is the, the man that comes in it's not as if he's going to come in and it's going to be his first time taking up. You know, he's only been taking first team training sessions for a few months at QPR. That's not the situation. You know, when when we spoke to him in the the summer, um, he, he really emphasised the, the point that he'd felt overcooked as an assistant. He felt over ready, and obviously, he'd all, he's also worked in Brazil um, uh, amongst another of, un, uh, of other countries, and has been coaching for for twenty five years, so or, or twenty two years or something. So. I can see the positives to it, Derek. I can see why people would think, is this the best option just now? Um, is this the board um, taking the safer option? Um, I can also see the, the appeal for Beal. So as with all these things, you know, again, this time last year, Van Bronckhorst definitely seemed like the right possibility and the right choice, and he didn't turn out to be. So the proof will be in if Rangers, I guess, go and start winning football matches. But whatever decision has made, it's such a huge decision because of the short-term impact, but also because of the rebuild job next summer in, among, in amongst other things. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Andrew Webster says, surely it's a Beal bus, not the Beal train. Uh, good point there, uh, Andrew. Uh, uh, question coming in here from, from Keith Drummond. Morning, Keith. Uh, morning, guys. Would love for us to go in a new direction instead of what feels like a step backwards. Fingers crossed it works out. Um, I've heard I've heard a number of supporters saying that, Joshua, that they would have liked a, a fresh approach, not someone who's been at the club before and uh, recently as well. You can understand that, 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 that side of things. I think that the plus side, you, you touched on it, he does know the players. The thing I would uh, pose a question would be how many of those players uh, can recapture the form yeah. uh, that, that they played under Michael Beale and Steven Gerrard. I think a good few of them need uh, moved on. I think they're past their peak. Uh, and I think, uh, well... There won't be too many supporters that would disagree that the squad needs an, a, a real proper overhaul, doesn't it? Um, yeah. Michael Beale, he's only had, well, he's, he's uh, he done a good bit of business in the summer, transfer window for QPR. I think they were all pretty much Bosmans and, and free transfers he brought in uh, to there. Um, but he's he certainly got no real pedigree in terms of uh, going out and, and buying players. But again, Ross Wilson, it'll be up to him to identify them and, and Michael Beale will need to sign off on them. Yeah, well, I think this has been a real topic of conversation in the last, ever since the summer, really, the recruitment process at Rangers, which is, as I think Van Bronckhorst outlined repeatedly, it's almost a, a group decision. The scouting team will, will put players to them. They'll, I think Van Bronckhorst said they have a list and they, they work through that. So um, I imagine that some managers maybe would want to have more input than others. We know that Van Bronckhorst was quite comfortable working under the director football model uh, or the sporting director model. Um, but it's, it's a good point with the going back, going back to go forwards. For, for me, the answer is definitely not to just go back to what Rangers were doing at this time last season before Van Bronckhorst came in. 
because I don't think that was working brilliantly. I, I, we spoke a lot around that time, Derek, about the fact that Rangers were becoming a bit predictable. Um, they needed to... Gerard. I feel like I've made this point a hundred times in the Rangers review, yeah. but it's, you know, <laughs> it's about a year ago now, so we'll refresh it. But you remember Gerard in pre-season saying, we need more variation. Basically, we need to do something different. I need to be able to effectively surprise managers so they don't know what we're going to do. And that, and that ne- never really occurred. And, and Buell said in that BT Sport podcast recently, look, we were evolving subtly and um, that was going to occur if we'd been there longer. He made those quite defiant comments about the fact that he thought Rangers would effectively definitely win the league, made a point of their old firm record, etc, etc. Now, when I included that in the piece, I said, of course, he's going to say that because he's on one one side of it. Um, Rangers did beat Motherwell, I think it was 6-1 and then Ross County 4-2 to the final games before they left. So it did seem to be in a bit of an upward trend after dropping points at home to Hearts, Motherwell and uh, Aberdeen as well. Um, but the answer for me, and I'd be surprised if many people think this is the answer, is not to go back to that exact same shape, put the players back, a midfield yeah. of Jack, Kamara and Davis, Scarfield, Ryan said for it. I don't think that's the option at all. Beal, I've not watched too much of his QPR team. Um, I know he has a rough, similar shape without the ball. He'll maybe have the same guiding principles with how the fullbacks play, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, you know, he, he wasn't out on his own last time. Gerard was ultimately the decision maker. So maybe he would have introduced more variation um, had uh, Gerard, had he been the top man then, which he, it looks increasingly like he will be. But certainly for me, Derek, the answer is not to go back to that exact same shape because Rangers need to evolve. And if they are going to go back to, to, to be able to take them forward, I think that needs to come with obviously new players in January and in the summer, um, but also kind of uh, an evolved way of, of playing, which, in my opinion, didn't really happen last season at the start when it needed to after winning that league title. Yeah, uh, let's get to a few more of the comments uh, coming in. Uh, Origami Dinosaur says... Uh, Love this name. I'm curious to hear who else will be coming with him if it happens. Uh, that's an interesting one in terms of the backroom staff. Uh, it leads on to this point from, from Dave Fulton. Hi, Dave. Uh, I read this morning that Dave Vosch, Roy McKay at all are still on the club books, even though the players aren't back until next week. Yeah, contact the club. At the moment, uh, it remains to be seen what's going to happen with the backroom staff. Uh, the likelihood is that they're going to be uh, dismissed alongside uh, Giovanni van Bronckhorst. Um, I'd imagine there'll be contractual uh, discussions taking place with regards to that. Um, but I'd imagine Michael Beale will be coming in uh, and bringing in his own backroom staff. Billy McHugh says, I hope he brings uh, Tom Coleshaw with him. So do I, Billy. Uh, I think I've said this on record. Let's sort the set pieces out, please, pronto. So, uh, I agree. I'm up, I agree I'm with that. that. Yep. Um, if, if Tom Coleshaw comes back, um, that would be absolutely terrific. Uh, and Scott Swilder gets in touch. Hi, uh, hi buddy. Uh, who would uh, Beal uh, appointed for his number two? Says Kevin Thompson, Gary McAllister, Davey Martindale. Uh, I've seen him... Uh, uh, a few supporters wanting David Martindale part of the backroom staff, uh, Joshua. I've got to say, I'm a big fan of his. L- love uh, love the work that he's doing at Livingston. It is utterly incredible. Uh, deservedly named man- Manager of the Month um, for the last month as well. Um, as part of the backroom staff, I wouldn't be opposed to that. Yeah, well, well um, do Rangers need to fix set pieces, please? That was, <laughs> that was, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we wrote about it over the weekend and um, I think the stat was that their goals goals per 90 from corners, it was 0.4 goals per 90 from corners. So almost a goal every two games from corners has, has dropped to about 0.2 this season. Um, 
and, and posing less of a threat as well. You can go and read that on the website under the tactics section because I know some people get bored if I mention any numbers on this video. Um, <laughs> just just while you're talking about that, Derek, as well, we've seen some comments coming in about um, Daesh and would he be the right manager? I mean, the newsletter that I wrote yesterday included a bit of uh, conversation about Daesh because he's obviously been um, kind of right up there at the top of the bookmakers lists as well. I just wanted to read you some quotes that he said, just talking about suitability um, for the Rangers manager. His Burnley team, and I think we've spoken about this already, I think it's unfair that he he he's more known for the style of play than the fact he kept them afloat for so long because that was a difficult, very difficult thing to do. But the question is, would it be right to hand him this Rangers job where it's the, the big task domestically is to, to play football that can create and then score goals when the job he would be getting off the back of that was that wasn't the task. It's not to say necessarily he can't do it, but again, what's what's the evidence for that? And, and he said on it was the Athletic Football podcast. He said when asked about his playing style, you want to play effectively. I see too many teams playing non-effective football these days. Um, I'd ask the club what they have to play the right the right way in quote, uh, quotations. Um, and he said that with a bit of irony in his voice. Do we roll it out six yards along the back, have four thousand passes, and score the goal? If you have the players to do that, I have no problem with that whatsoever. If you have a more highly technical group, you'll play more highly technical football. That's just common sense and logic. At Burnley, we wanted to play. We just had to do it in a way that won football matches. And what I think that tells you, Derek, is he's not someone who is going to be, I think, completely resigned to having to play one way. I don't think he's some footballing uh, dinosaur who only views it in one way. He made the point in that podcast that he came through at Nottingham Forest under Brian Clough. So he's had a good exposure to, to kind of football being ahead of the trend throughout his, throughout his life. But is he going to be the person to come and you know coach that football and, and bring that football to Ibrox when he's not necessarily done that at Burnley. I, I don't know. So suitability-wise, we know that Beal can coach that. We know Beal can coach a team that can win the league title. Um, it can be hard to beat as well as playing attractive football. But again, to go back to that key point, if they're going to go back to go forwards, it can't just be a remake of last season. For, for me, too many decisions have been, you know, look at the, the summer, this summer. It was holding on too much, I think, instead of trying to rebuild this summer and trying to get maybe one more season out of this squad. And ultimately, that's been shown to be the wrong decision. So with the new manager decision, if it is Beal that comes in, I think there needs to be a real look towards the future and not towards the players that used to play in the system and, and, how, yeah. and you know how it used to work. Yeah, and I think some of the players have to uh, be looked to uh, mo be moved on. Jim McCarroll makes a good point. Hi, Jim. Uh, we'd like Coulshaw back as set piece coach, uh, set piece coach, sorry, and Defoe as forward coach. Again, would not be opposed to that whatsoever in the slightest. Um, and Aldo says, uh, Leon Balligan return. Uh, of course, uh, took him with him uh, to QPR. Um, Rangers, of course, uh, uh, I've never known a season like it when they've had so many injuries, Joshua, especially mm. defensively. So many players out, and not just out, out long-term. Um, Leon Balligan to, re to return, would you be opposed to that? I just remember, that again, this time last year after that Hibs game where Leon Balligan got substituted off. I think it was when he played too many games, to be fair to him, so he was carrying an injury. But for one of the goals, um, I would just say that, yeah, again, it's probably, I don't think you have to look to the past to, to go for it. I know Rangers ultimately are probably with their, their with who they appoint as their new manager, but... Um, I don't think that will. I don't think that will happen. It would be nice to just see Goldson and, and Davies have a bit of a long-term run yeah. together at the back, but you know that would be a, a novelty based on the kind of the availability so far. I think they've only started what three or four games together so far. Yeah, 
Maybe yeah, a one, one can only hope. Yeah, one can only hope we, we see that at some point uh, shortly. Uh, good question, <laughs> Graham Brown says. Uh, bring back Archie Knox. He would kick them into shape. Uh, I w- yeah, get him in it's, uh, in some capacity. Uh, I was actually speaking to uh, Gordon Petrich yesterday, uh, folks, and he spoke really highly of, of Archie. Um, he says he was absolutely fantastic in the dressing room. Him and Walter had a uh, a great uh, understanding and, and ability to control that dressing room and a dressing room full of. Uh, absolute stars at the time in the 90s so uh, yeah Archie Knox uh, a legend of the club um, this question here from, from Gordon Bond gets in touch he says uh, Beal would be an absolutely massive gamble if he was the next manager can't be because of his QPR management record so must be because of what he did at Ibrox tend to agree Gordon I think that's a, a huge factor uh, as to why Rangers have identified him. Um, although his, his record at QPR, it's not as if they're struggling at the bottom end of the table. He has he had that, that great start, of course. The championship is a marathon. You see clubs uh, having dips in form and then uh, winning a number of games on the bounce. It's, it's how it rolls. They play uh, a huge amount of games. Struggling at the moment. Um, and listen, you'll need to hit the ground running, Joshua. That's the thing. It, uh, a lot of fans, and when he was up at the Aberdeen game, were delighted to see him in, in the likes of the, the, the Loudoun Tavern and the, the District Bar and what have you. And But the thing is, um, he's got to deliver results at the end of the day. It's okay being a, a fan's favourite. Um, but as we've seen with Gio, that it only lasts so long. You need to start delivering on the pitch, starting uh, against Hibs on the 15th of December. Yeah, well, I'm just re- looking at the fixtures now, Derek. It's um, Hibs at home. Aberdeen away, Ross County away on the 23rd of December, Motherwell at home before the old firm at Ibrox on January 2nd. So, you know, a couple of difficult games in there and then um, Rangers go away to, to Hearts uh, and Hibs on match day yeah, 2026, early February. So, yeah, it's, it's a tough run to, to, to get started with. But again, I guess the argument for B would be that he, he knows how to get results in those games. Um, it, we don't know exactly. How, we know he was so influential on the training pitch. You don't know how much of his decision-making went into to the match day. Certainly fr- from his reputation, from what you'd see at the sideline, it looked like he was very much, you know, the, the decision-maker alongside Gerrard at points. It'd be interesting to see what Stephen Gerrard thinks about all this as, as well, you know, a year well, on again. That's interesting, yeah. From leaving. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I mean... Can you foresee that, Joshua, when, when, when Gerard left um, just a little over a year ago, going down to Aston Villa, that um, I think at the time Michael Beale was certainly one that, that the supporters wanted to see stay on at Ibrooks and take over, yeah. uh, a la Walter Smith, Walter Smith when Graham Soonis left. However, that didn't appear the case. Um, but you, could you envisage now, uh, a year down the line, Rangers would have had Giovanni Van Bronckhorst uh, and now Michael Beal returning. It's uh, football's bonkers at times, isn't it? Yeah, and I guess another, another one of the arguments would be, well, why not Beal last year if now? And what what's he done in the intervening period to... Good point. Do you know what I mean? To justify that decision. And, and obviously you can say, you know, Rangers got to European final with Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. I don't think anyone would trade that. But yeah. just from a, a decision-making point of view, what is Beal... Uh, again, it can't be necessarily the QPR job because it, although he's done a good job, I don't think he gets the Rangers job off the back of what he's done to this point. If he goes and gets promoted at the end of the season, um, you know, maybe so. But but this is why it's it's, it's so interesting. And 
Um, yeah, def- I, I saw him maybe coming back at some stage. He always kind of made the right noises about it. Um, I didn't see it being a, a year down the line. So obviously he's a front runner. It's not 100% confirmed, but um, it, it looks at the moment like he will be the man to succeed yeah. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. And if it goes well, and then I think it will be seen as a smart decision, the right decision. If it if it doesn't go well, then I think it will have been obviously not not seen as that whatsoever. Because um, yeah, if, if it doesn't go well, people will say, well, the club should have looked out with the realms of of, of what was close by and, and shouldn't have looked back to to the past. So, as as always in football, uh, there I think results will dictate <laughs> dictate what happens. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, good to see ex-Ranger Aaron Ramsey getting in touch with the programme and, and watching us all the way from, from Qatar. <laughs> he says, this is a massive decision for the board. Can't afford any more mistakes. Uh, you said it, Aaron. Uh, and good luck with uh, Wales over there in the World Cup. Uh, lots of talk about uh, see, discussing the backroom staff and what have you and whether uh, he can get, Michael Beale can get the best out of the likes of Ryan Kent. Uh, Alfredo Morelos is another one, Joshua, that uh, has been so out of form this season that defies belief. Uh, Glenn Kamara, of course, although I think he is one of the players I would uh, tag under the bracket of having to move on. I think uh, I'm not entirely sure Rangers uh, and a Michael Beale arrival will be able to get the best out of him. Um, Maybe wrong, and I hope I am wrong, um, but certainly uh, it needs a, a refresh in January. I don't think anyone would... Uh, would uh, would deny that uh, at the moment, at yeah. this moment in time. Um, so, listen, it's a huge job for him. Um, actually, Clint Hill, former Rangers uh, players, uh, backed him to be a success if he if he uh, takes the job. Um, he's uh, said Michael Beale has done very well at QPR in the short time that he's been there as the manager. He lost a few players through injury, but the first team he's put together can all compete very well. Like every other club in that division, the strength and depth of your squad will ultimately determine where you end up in the league. Bill's done a very reasonable job there. And if you're a QPR fan, you'll be gutted if he does go. Um, yeah, Clint speaks very well. Now it's Stockport County, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, we're yeah, discussing uh, 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 Michael Beale. Um, listen, it's going to be uh, an interesting... I, I, I guess days. a point... I guess a, another interesting angle, Derek, is what, what does it mean for the players at the moment? You know, Cholak, look at how Beal used... Again, Gerard Ambiel, let's say, used Morelos in that deep line role. Cholak plays that role completely differently. How, how does that fit in? John Lundstrom, I don't think, looked good in the kind of structured midfield system that was in place last year. Um, everyone remembers that game of defeat against Dundee United away from home. And I think how much he struggled in that right-sided role to start. He might have might be different now that he's bedded in for a year, but but how will it suit him? What will it mean at fullback? Will it mean a return to... To lots of crosses, I hope not, because I'd like to see Red Van Yilmaz play uh, some more games. So there's just loads of fascinating angles on it, and and whether you know Beal would come back in and, and look at the squad and be like, well, what is it suited to at the moment? Um, because I certainly think it'd be you know very different on and off the ball from what Van Bronckhorst was was trying to do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, a couple more comments coming in. Uh, Scott Swilder says, uh, what do you think uh, the remit is for this season? Close the gap and win a cup or cups? Tend to agree, I think, uh, Joshua. I think I've said on record that the league for me at now. I know there's three old firm games left. Um, I think when you when you go into that conversation, then you, you really are up against it. Um, I think as long as Rangers are able to show improvement uh, on recent performances, 
close the gap uh, and add silverware in terms of the Scottish and League Cups. I want both. Uh, I think Rangers are, are more than capable of delivering both. Um, I think that should be the aim from here uh, until the end of the season. Would you agree with that? And, and looking ahead to the future as well, I'd like to see more uh, young players uh, featuring for the first team. I'm talking Alex Lowry, uh, Charlie McCann. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to see a succession plan in place for uh, looking ahead to the, the next campaign. Yeah, and I think a lot of that will have to kind of be done in, in the window. You also yeah. think of what it means for someone like Rabi Matondo, who hasn't started well at all at Rangers, but yeah. um, was brought in for money, and he's a player that kind of suits playing out wide. So if Beal was to play two number ten, I don't see him fitting into that that system. Um, obviously, we've already spoken about kind of Cholak and, and Lundstrom. You could see it suiting Tillman um, playing it as one of those two number tens with a little bit. I guess less exposure if if Rangers are you know Beal's team and, and Jared's team played really tight, compact around the ball and, and, and pressed more. I don't know if anyone was watching the Canada and who were they playing Belgium game last night, but a little bit more akin to the way that they press towards the ball as opposed to, as opposed to Van Bronckhorst too. Sometimes it was a bit of a hybrid pressing system, but often went man for man as well. Which although Rangers weren't defensively, they didn't concede loads and loads of goals. They did concede five more than their expected goals against this season. Uh, but again, you can read about that in the tactics section. I won't bore everyone on here. Um, I think it left them looking quite open at times. You remember Gilles, uh, Gilles and Gerard's team. Um, what they were so good at was keeping the pitch small and keeping the pressure on opponents and being able to, to hem them in, which obviously helps break them down because you don't have that break of, of getting up the pitch. Um, I don't think Van Bronckhorst football was quite as successful in doing that domestically, which is a small deal to, uh, detail, but I think that's so important in, in modern football to how, how a team looks um, off the ball. And, and too often at Ibrox, I, I remember the St Johnston game, the, the 4 0 win over St Johnston, and, and um, they had actually had a chance at 0 0. This is quite inconsequential because it didn't happen. But it was just a, a few of those games in a row where you, you were thinking the pressure off the ball isn't great here. The, the, it's too easy for the opponents to get up, a bit too comfortable for them when they get the ball. I don't think that would be the same under Beal and, uh, if he was to come in. I think they'd be a lot more aggressive, a lot more uh, aggressive as a unit, um, which I, I guess would be a positive. But it'd be intriguing to see what happens for all these players, Derek. Alex Lowry is definitely one who I think everyone would like to see get some more game time a year on from kind of when he made his, his debut or just, after, just short of a year on when he made his uh, first team debut. Yeah, uh, and before we go, I just wanted to get your uh, take on this, uh, Joshua. Uh, I think that this was uh, what we planned to talk about on Monday uh, prior to the big news that uh, Rangers made the managerial change. Um, Kenny McLean uh, came out and and (laughs) said he would like to to play for Rangers. He's a a Rangers fan, of course. Uh, Scott Nichols says, uh, we signing Kenny McLean. Would you like to see him pitch up at Ibrox in January? We know it was gonna. We knew it was gonna be a slow week if we were starting with a, a, a transfer <laughs> remove from down south. Um, I don't. I, I don't. I, I think he's thirty-two now, is he? So I, I'd be surprised. Obviously, he's a Scotland international. He's not a bad player, but um, I'd be. I'd be surprised if if he's um, on the short list. But you know, Rangers need to sign a lot of players in January in, in the summer window. So I guess you, you never know. But I'd be surprised. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure there'll be lots of players, folks, that are linked 
with uh, Rangers uh, come January. Um, as I mentioned earlier on, I think a squad overhaul is uh, in need at Ibrox. And it certainly looks like Michael Beale will be the man uh, who will be entrusted to uh, oversee that squad overhaul. Uh, he is closing in on a return to Ibrox. Uh, stay tuned to all our social media accounts and also the website, folks, for all the latest uh, from Ibrox. Uh, we are uh, we should see uh, and imagine some movement in the next uh, uh, day or so with regards to uh, that managerial void being filled. Um, just a reminder as well, we've got the Black Friday offer. You can see the little ticker below and the link is in the uh, description for the video as well. Lots of you taking advantage uh, of uh, the website, the offer we've got on just now. Six months coverage for just a pound. Head over to rangersreview.co.uk forward slash subscribe for all the details and to sign up. It's dead easy to do so. And as you can see the little uh, banner on the video as well, uh, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. Also, we're nearing 10,000 followers uh, on there uh, too. So uh, thanks to everyone uh, for their support. We'll be back again tomorrow perhaps with some uh, uh, more news with regards to filling that uh, managerial uh, void. But uh, until then, enjoy the rest of...